Namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, namo namaha, jai ganesh. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org. Let's today look at what psychologists use, an acronym, for one to do some, hopefully, self-introspection into one's nature. The OCEAN acronym. Openness, conscientiousness, extrovert, agreeable, neuroticism. So let's look at life as an ocean of bliss and or an ocean of misery. Everybody knows that life is a mix. This is duality. Good and bad, joy and sorrow. Absolute calm is not the law of the ocean. Every surfer knows, for example, that the ocean can be very inviting, very warm, very agreeable, and then quickly switch over to cold, violent, even dangerous. This is life. So let's look at this acronym OCEAN in general, and we'll also associate it with the Hindu yoga and dharma. O-C-E-A-N. Openness. The ability to try new things. The inventive nature. Imagination. Creativity. Basically a faith. A faith in oneself. A faith in life. Confidence. Also a sense of gratitude. Just think of the opposite. Being scared to try new things. Having little faith in oneself and others. Lacking confidence, lacking in gratitude, which is thankfulness. And think for a moment about those who are totally afraid to try new things, even religious people. Imagine, for example, in the scenario where one goes to, quote-unquote, heaven, and they meet up with their deity or deities, and they say that they have never drank, they've never had wine, for example, never done a lot of other things in life. And the deity may say to the departed soul, you know, we took a lot of time in making these grapes and you never even tried it once. So obviously using wisdom, we want to be open to this life that we have, however long, and be able to try new things. This requires having faith and confidence and a sense of gratitude, openness, conscientiousness, the ability to be organized, to be efficient, to be persistent, to be able to sacrifice. And again, think of the opposite. When we lack organization, when we lack persistence, when we don't understand the wisdom of sacrifice, of doing for others. So conscientiousness. Extrovert. Being positively outgoing. Confident. Learning to deal with life. Learning to deal with other people. Getting along. Agreeableness. Being friendly. Compassion. Being able to converse have conversations, ethical debates, 
obviously avoiding rage, anger, bad language, so prevalent today on the internet when people don't actually see who one is. And all these are actually signs of cognitive dissonance. Being agreeable. Neuroticism. Well, various neurotic traits are a very excessive shyness. There is a good shyness of innocence, like children, babies have. Being extremely moody, depressed, stressed out. So let's look at a correlation here with the religious life in general and specifically Hinduism. When it comes to being open, why not also learn about the many aspects of life, including religion, which is very important to obviously billions of people. Look at inventiveness, imagination, creativity of the open life. Look at the religious stories. Yes, many take them way too literally, but profound symbolism is found in these religious stories that permeate all the religions of the world. We humans are storytellers. And in Hinduism, we're not afraid to study these many religious traditions at all. In fact, that's a very important part of a Hindu's life is to learn about the other great religions of the world, for they are our fellow human beings. The sense of faith in openness and confidence is what Hindus call shraddha, full faith, full faith in life, full faith in the dharma, understanding the duties, principles, traditions, what holds life together. Having a sense of hope for life, asha. Having a sense of confidence, the warrior spirit, vira. And having a sense of gratitude or thankfulness, dhanyavadaha. And this we employ in our GPS, gratitude, persistence, and sacrifice. We find persistence and sacrifice in being conscientious. Organization, efficiency. All religions have their organized codes of conduct. In the Hindu yoga religion, we have the yamas and the niyamas, an ethical code of conduct. A cursory study of the Hindu religion shows that in all areas of this religious cultural life, one studies methodically for decades to complete their art, their dance, their music training, all with religious overtones. And the religion itself. Typically one studies as a brahmachari, a student for 12 years, and continues to study their whole life. We speak about pade pade, take things step by step, and sutra, thread by thread. Dosadrista mahor muhuha, see our defects again and again. Be conscientious, persistent, sacrifice. Yajna is the Sanskrit Hindu word for sacrifice, which means sacred doing, which is also the yoga that is Hinduism. Remember, yoga is the sacred doing of the Hindu dharma. It simply means to yoke to one's atmana and brahman, yujatman brahman cha. Extrovert. Learning to be outgoing. Hindus greet each other, greet the world with namaste. 
reaching out to the whole world, recognizing that we are all souls inherently with obviously specific bodies, minds, and emotions. And again, in an outgoing outreach, Hindus are very comfortable with learning about other religions. Vasudaiva Kutumbakam. The world is one family. Now we have to be careful with this one. We're just recognizing that we are humans. There's a, there's a humanity here. But in that saying, we also want to respect the specifics. So we're not all the same. We are all humans, but we're not all the same. We need to respect the differences, especially when it comes to religions. We're not trying to make a one universal religion by that saying. And beautifully, India has welcomed many, many people to the land of India. It's known as the world's largest democracy. And yes, sometimes they have been too tolerant. There is such a thing as being too tolerant. So while being outgoing and confident in life itself and welcoming others, we also have to learn when to say enough is enough. Boundaries are important. Being agreeable, friendly, being able to converse. In the Yoga Sutras, the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali says, Maitri Karuna Mudita, be friendly, be compassionate, be happy. We have the principles of purity, saucha, and shanti, shanti, shantihi, seeking peace with our fellow human beings. All Hindus end all of their prayers with shanti, 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 peace. And sarvesham svasthir bhavatu, as we wish the whole world, we wish everyone an auspicious life. Sarvesham shantir bhavatu, we wish the whole world peace. Sarvesham purnam bhavatu, we wish others a full life. Sarvesham mangalam bhavatu, we wish others a tranquility in life. And we pray for others, be they Hindus or whoever, they are fellow human beings. Sarve bhavantu sukinaha, sarve santu niramayaha, sarve bhadrani pasyantu ma bhagbhave. We pray for others and wish them to be free of sickness and suffering and do what we can to help eliminate their suffering and their sickness. And finally, to help curb our neurotic tendencies that we all have to one degree or another at some point in our lives, the moodiness, the depression, being stressed out. This is really precisely where religion is supposed to come in. Yeah, we make mistakes. We're all humans. But religious life is about trying to understand, relink, religio, who we are, body, mind, emotions, and ultimately our soul experience. So where lifestyle comes in. And remember, all religions are lifestyles to their adherents in one degree or another. And in the Hindu yoga dharma, this is our lifestyle. Daily we try to practice karma yoga, ethics and selfless service, bhakti yoga, Hindu devotions, raja yoga, Hindu contemplations, jnana yoga, study, an internal study, or the inner awakening, jnana yoga. And we do hatha yoga for our physical body, and also it's worship of our spiritual de deities in the Hindu yoga dharma. We do mantra yoga, our Hindu chants, and japa yoga, Hindu chants on beads, and nada yoga, Hindu devotional music. All of this helps to alleviate any neurotic tendencies 
religious gatherings themselves are very energetic, very elevating. Shakti, shakti, shakti. We use this word for energy, the energy that's increased in a wholesome atmosphere, a wholesome community atmosphere. And remember that true to the heart of psychology, often forgotten, psyche originally means the soul. It is from the soul perspective that all of this starts to become very clear. Sometimes it's very difficult to, using the mind, clear up the mind. Sometimes we need to take this objective view, which is only done from the soul's perspective, when it can perceive the body and the mind and the emotions. So when we look at this ocean, openness, conscientiousness, extrovert, agreeable, neuroticism, we want to jump into life. We want to learn, as the quote goes, swim in the waters of life. Swim in the waters of tradition, not drown in them. So don't just stand on the beach and watch life. Jump in, but learn to swim so that we don't drown in the ocean. And importantly, the ocean is not just what's on the surface. It has deep depths that we can dive into. This is true introspection. In the Rig Veda, Hindu Samudra Idhyarti Vayu Mhir. The Hindus were speaking to each other, saying, with the support of the breath, grab a hold of the cosmic ocean within. Hindu Samudra Idhyarti Vayu Mhir. Hence the very essence of the Hindu yoga dharma, tattva masi, that thou art. We are the soul. And this soul is love, it's light, it's energy. We are the atmana with a deha mana babaha, with a body, with a mind, and emotions. Enjoy this art of surfing through the ocean of life. Namaste.